If you having girl problems, I feel bad for you, son. I, I got, got 99 problems, problems, but a bitch ain't one. I got the rap patrol on the cat patrol. Foes that want to make sure my cast is closed. Rap critics say he's money cash holes. I'm from the hood, stupid. What type of facts are those? Have you Boys, welcome back to 99 of the group. 99 fucking episodes. That's crazy. We have this one and then 100. Um, obviously, that's how numbers work. But yeah, I'm excited. Uh, we got to just get through this one and then we got to wait till Carp gets back from Florida in a couple days and then big episode 100 special. So I'm excited for that. But this one is going to be fucking electric because there's so much to talk about. Uh, here with Seth. Seth, how is it going? Good. Uh, I got a few of my grades back right now. We're only waiting on one class. and uh, Nice. A little bit worried about one of them because I like I've done really well in all of the homeworks. I like the professor. The professor likes me. Like it's you know really good class. Really enjoyed it. But the final was there was one page where it was like just the normal stuff that we had been doing for homework that I expected it to be, and then the second page was a matching thing that had information on it that like he had told us in class, but no one was expecting to have to know. Um, yeah. And so I would be surprised. There were like 15, I think. And I'd be surprised if I got more than like five or six, correct? Um, so I was like a little bit worried that I didn't do well enough to get an A in the class, but I ended up with an A in the class. So nice. here. We like to hear that. We love to hear that. <laughs> um, I'm in New York, which is nice. We, uh, yeah, you I, are I in New York. At, I got up at five in the morning yesterday and went to visit people in Muncie, which is a hour and a half to two hour and 10 minute drive depending on traffic took me an hour and a half to get there nice that's then i from, always love waking up early yeah went from there to brooklyn um to see people there and then from brooklyn back to my grandmother's house so yesterday was a long day i was supposed to facetime my girlfriend after i took a 20 minute nap i woke up she said she needed a couple of minutes and then i fell asleep for an hour and a half after that oh that's not good <laughs> no, not at all. It ended up being fine. But it was just like I had promised that we were gonna FaceTime, and then all of a sudden I didn't respond to her for an hour and a half because I was absolutely dead. Yeah. Well, sounds like a lot going on. Last time I saw you was Tuesday. We were at the Bruins game. Uh yep. I left the Bruins game early. Uh for multiple reasons. The probably the main reason, which I didn't even vocalize to anybody there until after I left, was that I'm fairly certain I overcame appendicitis that night, uh, all on my own. <laughs> yes, I understand that that's confusing. <laughs> and you may just, have follow-up questions. <laughs> by, by, mm, biologically impossible, but continue. So I, a couple of years ago, I tore my oblique muscle playing hockey on the right side. So that's like, that's like your side, basically. It's such a weird area of the body because every other area of the body has a name, like your hip, your arm, your leg, your knee, whatever. And then it's like side. Like, what yeah. do you call this, the, the side of your stomach? It doesn't have like a scientific name that we all use. So it's just side. But um, so I, when I tore it, I dealt with kind of like frequent kind of here and there sharp pain but nothing like consistent or crazy it'd be like every now and then when i like sit down awkwardly i would feel it and then after i graduated high school and stopped playing hockey competitively and was just pretty much playing golf um 
I never felt it like ever again. I was like, oh, this is great. I'm healed. So on Tuesday, earlier in the day, I started to feel a little discomfort on that side. And I was like, oh no, I wonder if um, I like re-aggravated the injury playing golf or something because I was golfing over break. Um, but I didn't think anything of it. I was just like, ah, it, it's kind of there. By the time I got to the Bruins game, I was ailing in pain, like consistent, sharp pain shooting up and down my side. And I was like, this isn't normal. I haven't felt this in a couple of years and it was never this bad. So I was sitting there with Ferullo and I was, I was telling him, I was like, I don't know what this is, but like, I literally was sitting in my seat at the Bruins game like this, like holding my side, like doubled over in pain. Like I didn't, I didn't give a fuck about the game. I was like, get me out of here. I kept getting up from my seat and walking around because I like didn't know what to do. So Ferula was like, hey, maybe it's appendicitis. And then he just got me all freaked out. I'm like, fuck, he's probably right. Like this pain is horrible. So I leave the game. Which which side of your body was it on? Right side, which is the appendicitis side. Is it? (laughs) Oh, yeah, it is. Yeah. So Ferula was on like WebMD, you know, Googling all the symptoms. And I'm like, fuck, I definitely have appendicitis. So... I left the game. I dropped for, we go and get Domino's. I'm, we went to a Domino's that was in person, but which like usually I'm a big delivery guy with Domino's, but they had booths. So I was lying down in the booth because I was like in so much pain. Farrell gets his pizza. He eats it in the car. I drop him off at, um, at his school. And then I drive back to my house. So I'm driving back to my house. I'm, I, my head is barely above the steering wheel at this point because I'm doubled over. There's a, portion of street i think it's called canal street in salem massachusetts i live in marblehead but i have to go through salem to get to beverly which is where ferrillo goes to school so there's a portion of street in salem that's called canal street which is just like this long stretch right for people who like live locally right before salem state university hockey rink and like there's a mcdonald's and a bagel world and there's just this long stretch of road um i literally at one point while driving home pulled over on that road got out of the car and just started throwing up and no one stopped to help me. There was millions of cars. It's a very busy road, just whizzing by nobody stopped to help. me. So thank everyone who, if you saw me that night, if you're listening to this and you happen to see me, thank you so much for the help. I am okay now. So I get back in the car, I get home. I take an ice bath because I don't know what else the fuck to do. It's like 1am I'm taking an ice bath to try and like, soothe my muscles whatever doesn't work i go to bed i wake up i'm thinking all right maybe i'll sleep this off i wake up and it's 10 times worse than it was the night before just the pain i'm like fuck i've like got to go to the hospital this is so bad so i take a shower i lay back down in my bed on my side and kind of get distracted by tiktok for like an hour i stand up i don't feel it anymore i haven't felt anything since <laughs> i think you just had a really bad amount of food to waste but why just sharp pains on my right side? I, really so either, either I re-aggravated my oblique injury from a couple of years ago, and then it just went away. I overcame appendicitis, which I think is the most likely of the three options that I'm about to roll out, or I passed a kidney stone. Those are my three. So you can pick from which one you think it might be. I don't know. So- Also, appendicitis didn't enter my mind until Ferulo told me. So do with that what you will. Apparently, 
it's possible for appendicitis to not cause the appendix to burst and need surgery. Oh, maybe that was what happened to me. <laughs> so, so, granted, this is WebMD, but uh, well, no, this one's this one's actually a really real story. Uh, Vanderbilt University Medical Center. Okay. That seems real. Uh, treating appendicitis with antibiotics instead of surgery may be a good option for some, but not all patients. So apparently, appendicitis can be treated without surgery. Wow. Well, I haven't taken antibiotics either. Well, so. right. But yeah, I mean, if it can be treated with antibiotics, theoretically, you could have a minor enough case that it wouldn't require even the antibiotics. So I, I, I was always under the impression that if you got appendicitis, you had to have your appendix out, which is Same. why I was like, I don't think you had appendicitis. Well, that's know. that's what until just now, that's what I thought, too. But now that you say that, I'm like, huh, maybe it was appendicitis. I don't know what it was, but it wasn't just like this soft like stomach ache i was like i don't ever leave bruins games early ever yeah and there were other reasons for that too which i'm going to talk about but that was probably the main reason was like i couldn't sit there anymore um but i don't know am i a medical marvel i really can't say but yes i am (laughs) it was a miraculous recovery I'm back to 100% health. I played hockey the next night. Like, totally fine. I've been out and about. I walked around Boston all day yesterday and all night. Totally fine. So, whatever it was, I just defeated it with ease. And uh, I think there really isn't anything that I can't come back from now. I think I've done it all. I beat COVID last year. No symptoms. How are you? I just eat appendicitis probably uh with very minimal stress took me less than 24 hours to get over it how are you so i think i've done it all uh i really don't see anything that can challenge me medically anymore i just think that i'm i'm built for this sort of thing i'm built different so yeah (coughs) he's built differently ladies and gentlemen i would also like to talk about the other reasons why i left the bruins game that night um, and this is kind of segueing into what should be like one of the main topics of the episode. If this weren't a pick em, and even though it's a pick em, it's probably going to overshadow the pick em. Um, the new COVID policies at the TD Garden. So I guess you got to wear a mask everywhere inside in Boston now. Great. I'm not like, yes, I'm against that, but like, I'm not like defying the mandate like i went into a bunch of stores in boston yesterday and i put on a mask i wasn't like johnny like no i'm gonna you know not wear a mask until you kick me out kind of thing but it's a little different at the bruins games because 85 percent of the people in there aren't wearing masks so it's like you're not the only one the majority of the people wear them on the entrance on the way in and then take them off and that's just like what it is and so Nothing really happened for like the first period. I was just sitting in my seat, not wearing it. Nobody's wearing it. And then we get up and we meet in between periods. We do our TBR photo, whatever. Then we go back to the seats, watch the second period. Horrible hockey game, by the way. The Bruins suck this year. Uh, And then we go for the second period. We decide we're going to take a walk around. Um, So we're walking around. And I don't know, these minimum wage high school workers that they've hired to enforce this, this these guy, policies. The guy that I think you're talking about is not a high school worker, but 
the, the interesting thing to note is that there were so many of them that just walked by and didn't say anything. So, yeah, so they're not ushers. They're not security guards. They're these new, like, they got green jackets. They, they wear these stupid green jackets, and they're, like, mask enforcement officers. I don't even know what to call them. I have zero respect for them. Like, I can't, like, I respect law. I don't respect this. <laughs> so we're walking around, and sorry, I, like, can't breathe right now. <laughs> And has COVID. I don't. It's actually not sickness. I'm just like choking on myself. Um, <coughs> so, <laughs> so we're walking. I love that I'm talking about how I don't like wearing masks while I'm like coughing up a lung. So we're walking around. You, me, and Farula. None of us are wearing masks. No one in there is wearing a mask. All of a sudden, I get this chubby little thing in my face who has this little like four inch by four inch sign that says, please mask up or whatever. And he shoves it in my face. Like, I'm not kidding. Shoves the thing in my face and, and like in your face too, like in all of our faces. Yeah. He looked directly at me and yelled at me. Right. That is when I decided that I was going to leave. So, I have two comments on this. First off, apparently they're saying that if that happens um, more than twice, like you get two warnings. And if it happens a third time, they're going to kick people out, which have fun kicking out 15,000 people. But anyway, I was walking back to my section and the same guy comes up to me and I'm pulling it out of my pocket to put it on. And he grabs my arm and he goes, do you have a mask? I was like, dude, get off me. Like... That pisses me off even more now that I hear this. Now I've got my voice back. I can go into the rant. There's a right way to go about this, and there's a wrong way to go about this if you're the fucking losers who work at the TD Garden. The right way to go about this is going up to someone and politely saying, excuse me, do you mind putting on a mask? If someone had come up to me and said that, I would be like, oh, yeah, sorry. Like, like I'll put it on. When you, when you, your first option is to resort to shoving the sign in somebody's face and saying like, hey, pal, fuck you, put on a fucking mask. I don't have any desire to go to the TD Garden anymore the rest of the season. That's wild coming from me who goes to lots of games. Every fucking playoff game in 2019, every home playoff game, I was there. I have no desire to go back to the TD Garden. I said I left after the second period of the Bruins Golden Knights game. I said, I'm not coming back. Fuck this. I'm not coming back. The people who work here are degenerate assholes who have no manners and no respect at all. They're enforcing a policy that, A, shouldn't be enacted in the first place. And if you're going to enact this policy, then make it make sense for everybody. Like, why are you coming up to, like, just me? And I know I wasn't the only single soul in there, but it's like when 85% of the people aren't wearing them, like, what do you expect? Like, how are you going yeah. to enforce this? You know what I'm saying? Like, it, it doesn't make any sense. I just, I was so infuriated. Like, there's a, again, there's a right way to go about it and there's a wrong way to go about it. The right way to go about it is to politely ask people to put a mask on to, I don't know, I would just, I, I would have loved to clock this guy in the face. Like, I'm not even lying. It just, I mean, yeah, you can't, you can't put your hands on people. Like, that's, that's where. For a mask, too. Yeah. For a, for like a mask that no one else is wearing. Like what? Like what are we doing here? 
You know, I, you're the, the TD garden has, first of all, the vaccination requirement I think is bullshit. And it's, it's no question why well, it's, it's people not are showing up to these games. It's not a vaccination requirement. It's vaccination or test. You can get right. in without being vaccinated. Right. If you got like a negative also, whatever test matter for either one of us because we're both vaccinated right so it's like right but i again we've had this conversation i don't think you should require a vaccination to go to a a sporting event like that and even so the whole process of like checking it is very lackluster yes (laughs) on thanksgiving the day after thanksgiving the day of tbr black friday that's what they call that day um my cousin came to the bruins game with us and he didn't have a picture of his vaccine card because he was staying with me and he doesn't live like he lives on the South shore and I live on the North shore. So he didn't have like a picture of his card. So he just fucking used mine. Cause we have the same last name and no mm-hmm. one, like, no one cared, you know, like they didn't even check for like some people. You just like show them like a little picture. They don't even check your ID. It's like, whatever. You could take a screenshot of anybody's vaccine card and get in. You could be unvaccinated and not have a negative PCR COVID, whatever test and still get in. So it's just the, the whole process of it is very lackluster. But there's a reason why people aren't going to these games anymore. And it's because they're not enjoyable. Like the, the experience for a fan is just not as enjoyable as it once was. I would argue that even last year during the playoffs, it was far more enjoyable because you didn't have people up your ass about wearing the mask. We didn't really have to wear them. Like it was suggested, but they weren't being assholes about it because they knew that nobody was wearing it. It'd be different if everybody in the stadium was wearing them and, like, I'm the one guy that isn't and refusing. Right. That's different. But there's kind of, like, a mutual understanding that if the majority of the people in there are defying the mandate, then you can't go up to one individual and give them a hard time for not following orders that no one else is following. You know what I'm saying? That's my issue with it. I mean, you can – when we go to these games, you can see the attendance is bare. It is, it's bare. Like, it fills in as the game goes on. But, like, hey, if you have an opportunity to pay, you know, increased money for these tickets to go to a game and get yelled at for not wearing a mask and have to prove that you're vaccinated or, or taking a test and then watch a team lose by, like, five goals or just watch that same game at home, you're going to choose a home. Because yeah. even though your team fucking sucks, at least the experience of you watching that game is – far easier and better than the experience of you being bullied out of watching the Bruins in person. I was irate. I was irate. I I don't think I'm going to go back. Um, Barring a potential date that I'm going on this week at a Bruins game, I don't think I'll be back. I really don't. And that would be an exception because it's a special circumstance, but I don't think I'll be back under my own will. All right, then. I, I do think that we should touch on a topic here that, you know, with the topic of the masks and COVID, it's kind of starting to tear its way through the leagues again. The NBA right now, which funnily enough, the, this is what I find ironic about it, because like technically the NFL has the most, but you're hearing about it. Like it, it feels like it's more with the NBA just because it's a smaller league from a number of athletes standpoint. But the NBA has definitely been the most vocal about getting people vaccinated. In the past week, 50 NBA players have entered COVID protocol. 70 this month. There have been 86 all season. 
Yeah. So there were 16 in the past like three months, and then all of a sudden 70 in December, and we're not even halfway done. The way things are looking right now, I would be surprised come New Year's if we're watching a sport that isn't football. Yeah. Numbers are going up in, you know, obviously MLB's out of season, but they're in the lockout. And then NHL numbers are going up. The Bruins have like nine guys in the COVID protocol right now. I mean, like you're looking at all of these teams and I mean, we're, we saw it with the Lakers who didn't have enough guys. So they had to sign Isaiah Thomas to a 10 day. The Nets have like, with Kyrie going in this, or like literally less than an hour ago, Right. And the Nets have like nine guys, and that's huge. A basketball team normally carries like 15 guys on the roster. They have nine guys in the protocol, including <laughs> their three best players. Like, it's getting ridiculous, yeah. and we're starting – like, I'm genuinely concerned about the ability of the league to continue for the rest of the Dude, season. Dude, I'm concerned about the ability of life to continue. I, I really think – like, this has got a very March 2020 feeling to it where we're kind of bubbling on – explosion right now where you're starting to hear murmurs about like schools are sending kids home early for finals and like things are turning online indoor mask mandates are being reinstated these leagues like to me it sounds like the nhl is going to postpone a lot of games until after christmas we already saw like the islanders are done until after christmas the bruins canadians game today got postponed like we don't know what the status of that is going to be there's no fans in the stands in canada anymore um and then like you said with the nba you got all these players going down. Kyrie rejoins the team as a part-time player like yesterday and then goes into the protocol today, literally like less than 24 hours after rejoining the Nets. Um, and even the NFL, like it, we've seen this week in the NFL is a total fucking mess and it throws us off because like what these games are being played like across the next five days. It's not just going to be like NFL Sunday anymore. Um so I really am concerned. I do think that we're going to go into like another lockdown, which fucking sucks. But I, I hope that sports can stick around like football. I don't care about any of the other sports, honestly. Just give, give us, like, keep the bowl games and the NFL going, and I don't care. You can send me home from school for the next six months as long as I have NFL football for the next, like, month. And I'm okay with it. My thing is that I think that football rosters are big enough that they are going to be able to handle it. Because and we're it's not outside. Seeing, right. Exactly. And we're not seeing proportionally the same amount of people testing positive in the NFL. Because you got to remember, every NFL team's got like 70 players when you include the practice squad. So it actually, it might be like 65. I forget what the exact number is, but whatever it is, like they, they've got a lot of players on every single team. And so the fact that they've got like, it's a little over a hundred, I think right now that are in COVID protocols for the NFL. Like the fact that they've only got 30 more than the NBA, you know, and they've got five times as many players for each individual team. Like I'd be surprised if the NFL shuts down. I, I think the, the yeah, of I don't all of the leagues, the NFL is the least likely, which is why, you know, I said I'd be surprised if by New Year's we're watching anything other than the NFL. Yeah. Um, I, in our, th in my three years of being with TBR and are now like two years of doing the pick'em, I've never been at a point where I'm at now where I don't know what to do. Um, because we have games that are not being played on Sunday. Yeah, I mean, we've got what four <laughs> games that are being played between Monday and Tuesday. There's plus a, a game today. 
plus a game today. So we've got a whopping four, eight, ten games on Sunday. I think we're just going to pick them all, right? Because technically these uh, yeah, games were well. supposed to be on Sunday. Like, I don't, I don't well, know the, what to the do. The game was always supposed to be Saturday. <laughs> that was going to be Saturday, but, like, I mean, we might as well pick that. Right. I, I don't fucking know. Like, I, I don't know what to do. I don't know what to do. I didn't foresee this coming when we at the beginning of the season. Like, this happened. No, no one did. Obviously, TBR was a thing when COVID happened, but it wasn't in football season. So we weren't doing, like, you know, an NHL pick them ever, an, an NBA pick them every week when COVID first happened. The NFL season right. was over. So by the time the pick them rolled around, everything was okay. This, and there weren't really that many, like, cancellations last year. What they did this maybe once where they'd move a game to Monday, but it would be like one game a week. Yeah. Or like one game would be played on like a random Tuesday. The Saturday game has always been the thing at the end of the year in the NFL. That's not COVID related. Um, but I, yeah, I don't know. I mean, like 10 games, fucking not 10, five games are not being played on Sunday. So it's like, I guess we'll just pick them. And it's the Sunday pick them. Week 15, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, pick them, I guess is what we'll call it. I don't know. I don't know what to do. I, yeah, it's, it's, it's craziness. Whatever. Um, there's today is such a mecca for like sports. There's so much shit going on today. I'm overwhelmed. Like it's two o'clock and I'm already stressed out, like up the fucking wazoo because you've got bowl games on 24 seven, right? I'm in carps, like college football bowl pool this year. That's stressing me the hell out. It's like 40 fucking bowl games that you got to pick. Um, plus I'm betting. I told Seth that I, that I want to reach I want to win $500 today. I woke up and said I'm going to win $500. I don't know how I'm going to do it, but I have to do it by the end of the day. Um, I've got that going on. The Patriots play tonight in like a very fucking high-pressure situation, and I don't know how I feel about the game. They're underdogs, which is bullshit that we are the number one team in the AFC and that we're underdogs against the Indianapolis Colts. The Patriots have not been favored in a game in like forever. Uh, Hammer Pat's money line. That's going to win me some money. You've got Tyron Woodley and Jake Paul fighting in a boxing match tonight. NBA games, I guess, are being played. Is the NHL on? I don't fucking know. So much going on. COVID is back. Christmas, back. Um, We're back. There's so much going on. I can't keep up with all of it. It's very overwhelming. So, I don't know. I guess let's just get into the pick. (laughs) Yeah, so first game is going to be the aforementioned Patriots at Colts game tonight at 8.30, I guess, technically. It says 8.15 on the website, but the betting says today 8.30. So I'm going to assume that they expect the game to start at 8.30. Um, Patriots are plus 115. Colts are minus 135. Spreads 2.5 over under 45.5. I'm taking the Patriots. They're rolling. If they win this game, they're up to 10 wins on the season which means that the absolute worst they could do in the division is second place, I think. Um, And in all likelihood, a win this week would confirm them as division champs for this season because they would only need one more victory uh, in their next three games in order to clinch, I think. so I'm going to assume that they're going to come out and they're going to steamroll. And so obviously since they're underdogs, you're taking them spread as well. But yeah, if, um, if you're, if you're afraid of them winning this game, 
I would take them spread because I think there's no way that they don't cover the spread. But I think they win, so I'm taking them. Yeah, I think they win this game outright, too. I'm picking the Pats. Uh, this team looks so fucking good. Um, I'm hoping that I don't do, like, a reverse, like, double jinx or whatever um, because now that I'm on the wagon, they're going to, like, lose the first game, like, forever. But, uh, no, I, I really like them in this spot against the Colts. Um, I think a lot of people are going to try and make more out of this game than there actually is uh, because the Colts are a good team and, like, they're rolling, too. But, like, every week it seems like people say this is the Pats week to lose. Like they're underdogs. They're not, they were not favored against the bills. They were like not favored against whoever. I feel like we're coming into every game plus money. Uh, We continue to just prove people wrong. And I think this is going to be another one of those weeks where they say like, all the Colts are going to give them trouble at the end of the day. It boils down to like Carson Wentz is their quarterback. This is Carson Wentz against Mac Jones and Mac Jones has proven week in and week out that he's been better than all these quarterbacks he's facing. And I don't see any reason why he can't be better than Carson Wentz tonight. I love that this game is on Saturday night because it gives me something to watch on a Saturday night that isn't some bumfuck college football bowl like I'm doing all day. So I like the Pats straight up. And I'm going to give a – let's give bets for each game too because, like, you know, why not? Mm-hmm. And we, because I'm trying to win $500 today. Uh, by the way, I put on TikTok my my absolute locks for last week. I gave an absolute lock for every single game, and I'm gonna do the same this week with this podcast. Some fucking moron decides to comment like, "Oh, like almost all of these missed." When in reality, I had a winning record. So here, let me get the comment thing because it's it's gold. He goes, "These were like all wrong," and so through the first eleven, I was six four and one. Which, when you're predicting more than 10 games, is pretty fucking good. Uh, so he goes, Lamafo, that's not good. He goes, four of those picks were obvious, and the other couple, you just got lucky. That I hate when people use as an argument, like, oh, yeah, you just got lucky, whatever. Like, no, it's betting. Like, I was right. Like, you can't be like, oh, you got lucky when you're correct in betting. You know, this isn't flipping a coin in the air and seeing which side it lands on. This is like, calculated betting picks See, the, the bottom line with that too is like sh- even if you had something where they think it was quote-unquote lucky at the end of the day the entire point of it was you gave the picks if you follow the picks that you gave you were up at the end of the I day won money. and so exactly. who gives a fuck like it- right so and he says four of those picks were obvious it's like okay well i still won like you said they were wrong and now you're like oh well, this is just obvious and luck I said, winning record, one money, not lucky, go home. Then someone jumps to our defense and says, he won money, LOL. He goes, nah, you wouldn't win money on that because all the teams he got right was the plus money teams. So not much money. Wait, if everyone you got right was a plus money and everyone you got wrong was a favorite, that doesn't... First of all, Michael, this kid's name is Michael. Make it make sense, right? (laughs) You wouldn't win money if you won the majority of your bets how the fuck does that make sense <laughs> the, the only way it makes sense is if they were long enough favorites that you weren't making more back than you had lost on the other things but even then if he says that they were all plus then it, that math doesn't check out because if it, like if every single if one, were, one yes. was plus that means that each one made back 
what you had put he's, on. So like, it so doesn't make any what, sense what he's saying. Did you go five, four, and one? I ended up going like eight, four, and one. But at the time, oh, I was eight, six, four, four and one. Yeah. So, so at, and even at the time, if it was six, four, and one, if each one of those six is plus, that means that you have gotten back the, assuming that you put the same unit on every single one, you've gotten back the unit from five bets in let's just let's think about this let's think about this logistically for a second because he's saying i wouldn't have won money if i'm six four and one let's say i placed a dollar wager to win a dollar back on every single one if you're six four and one you're still winning money yeah because you would have gotten (laughs) your you would have been up six dollars from the six wins and then down five down four Pull yeah. down four, and then you have the one push. And then one push. So down four, that would have been $2 win, plus the push I would have gotten my money back, right? Well, if you, if you were down four, and then you were up six, you would have been up two. And then the push, you got your money back, right. which is a net zero. So you're up $2 no matter what. Right. So when in, in reality, you were up at least four units. Very, very wrong. And then he yes. goes... So he, he's responding to the kid who said we won money. This kid's on our side. He said, we won, he, said he won money. Like, what the fuck are you talking about? This kid's like, no, nah, you wouldn't win money. He goes, all the teams were plus teams. I don't even, like, what? They weren't. And I also didn't bet anything money line. A lot was over under, which isn't yeah, ever so plus money. Very, well, it's not not ever <laughs> plus money, but it's very rarely plus money. Very rare. In football, especially, over under is almost uh, never. Yeah. It's always like minus 115. So... He, resp- he follows up with, there's a reason he only has 200 followers. Let's just say that. Who the fuck are you? <laughs> First of all, we have like 6,000 followers on Instagram and like 10,000 listeners. Like our TikTok and we also is not get, our priority. Get like 15,000 views just like randomly on TikTok. On TikTok. Right. Like it's- so sit the fuck down. Also, this kid has like 100 followers. So what's, there's a reason you have 100 followers, dipshit. So this, the kid who's on our side now responds, Plus money equals underdogs. And then I chime in. I said, thank you. Finally, someone with some reasoning. And then I respond to the dumbass. I go, you sound incredibly dumb. Remember, there's still time for you to delete this comment. He goes, no shit. I'm just saying that they were the teams projected to win that he guessed. And I go, that wouldn't make them plus money then, genius. It's very clear you don't bet. And then the other kid comes back in and goes, if they were projected to win, they wouldn't be underdogs. This kid's like, first of all, if I'm betting over under, that's not a team. <laughs> yes. He's like, oh, you project. And also, a lot of these were not like favorites. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like Raiders plus 10. That didn't hit, but that wasn't a favorite. Like I had a lot of teams in there to cover that were not favorites. So what a fucking dumbass. I love when people step up to the plate to try and shit on us and are just so incredibly, they're so incredibly wrong. These, a lot of the teams were plus. Okay, well, if you bet, if you know anything about sports gambling, then you'd know that the favorites are minus and that the underdogs are plus. So sit the fuck down. Anyway, I would like to give out best bets. Long-winded way of saying we're doing best bets. Uh, yes. I like Mac Jones over one and a half passing touchdowns at plus one time. Ooh, I kind of like that. So Damian Harris is out for this game. So it's going to be a Ramondre Stevenson, very heavy game. I I like Stevenson anytime TD at plus 100. 
I like Patriots team total over 21 and a half. Mm, what are the odds on that? Because that's I actually really like that. Minus 105. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I, I think they're probably going to win this game like 24 to 21. Mm. I do think it'll probably end up being somewhat close via the score, but I think the Patriots are going to kind of control the game and they're going to run a lot because we're in Indianapolis, right? So they're going to try and chew up a lot of clock, run the ball. Um, and I think they're just going to, they're just going to play, you know, new England tempo football. And I, I like the over 21 and a half for the Patriots. So quick quiz for you. Sure. As far as home and away splits go, there are exactly two teams in the NFL who are undefeated on the road. Coincidentally, there are also only two teams that are undefeated at home. Those are the Packers and Buccaneers. Who do you think those two teams are that are undefeated on the road? Patriots are one of them. Yep. Is it obvious to say that the Colts are the other one? No, 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 they're not. Okay, then no, then it's not them. I, I'm trying to think of teams who have – I don't know. Who is it? It would be the Arizona Cardinals. Hmm, I would not have guessed that. So the only undefeated road team in the AFC is the Patriots, and they are underdogs against a 7-6 and six Colts team that is 3-4 at home. Yeah. Oh, I love the Patriots in this one then. <laughs> you know how I like against the spread trends and all that. Yeah, you got to question the odds makers on that one. That's music to my ears. So, yeah, we're both picking Patriots for the game, for the pick them. And then your best bet is, or absolute lock is what it is, is Mac Jones. Over one and a half passing touchdowns at over plus one and a half. And I've, I've got Patriots team total over 21 and a half at like minus 105, whatever. Awesome. All right. Next game is Cowboys at the Giants tomorrow at 1 p.m. Cowboys are minus 575. Giants are plus 410. Spread is 11 and a half over under 44 and a half. I've got Cowboys, um, but I would take Giants against the spread. Yeah, uh, I've got Cowboys in the pick them as well. Um, <coughs> I don't know about this game, like in terms of. Betting. The Cowboys have looked really shitty, especially against division opponents. Um, Which is why I'm taking the Giants against the spread. That, that, is, that would be why. Um, huh. I might go with a player prop on this one. They don't roll the player props out on my book the day before. Oh. Um, I can tell you what, what do you want? Like in, in terms general? of like receive receptions, receptions. So I have yards and longest Russian longest reception. I don't have, um, like number of receptions. I could give you. Yeah, it's not super extensive. Okay. I'm going to go with. Whatever it's set at, Dak Prescott under passing yards. So his over-under right now for passing yards, both sides are minus 115. It's over-under 278 and a half. 
Yeah, I'm taking the under. He's been starting QB for the Giants is Mike Gorman. Yeah. Um, Prescott's a very been very disappointing this year. Um, he looked really good in the first few weeks of the season. They just kind of come back down to earth. He's not throwing the ball all that well. He's kind of throwing like if you look at his interceptions, he's good for a couple interceptions a game. Oh, maybe I should take. Is it what's his over under for interceptions? Over under for interceptions is zero uh, point five. The over is minus one oh five. Yeah, no, I'll stick with the under passing yards. All right, under two seventy eight and a half. Yes. Next game, Cardinals at the Lions. Cardinals are minus six fifty. Spread is twelve. Over under forty seven and a half. I've got Cardinals. Um, I feel like the Lions have momentum, and so I would lean them spread because I also hate taking spreads that are more than ten. But I also feel like the Cardinals are good enough to beat them by twelve. So I. Would I'm not giving a pick for the spread. Cardinals coming off of a loss. I'm picking Cardinals. Cardinals for the game, and I'll go James Conner anytime touchdown score for my for my absolute lock. So his anytime touchdown is minus one ninety. Um, the I'm gonna take I'm gonna take no touchdown score plus ten thousand. <laughs> No touchdowns. I can't believe that that's even an option. <laughs> the other night I tried for Thursday Night Football, I tried parlaying Kelsey, Eckler, Hill, and Allen, and my book like freaked out right before I tried to place it and like crashed, and they all end up scoring. And I that's also brutal. tried – I also thought about betting on overtime, yes, and I didn't, and the game was fucking overtime. Those odds would have been crazy. Talk about winning five hundred dollars so in one night. <laughs> so I'm yeah. gonna take. Hmm, I'm gonna take Kyler Murray over zero point five interceptions at plus one fifteen. I like that. He's good for an interception every now and then. Well, yeah. I mean, he can't see over his offensive line. So <laughs> we were all watching we, we the were game all- together, <laughs> and every time Kyler Murray threw a ball that got fucking deflected at the line, it was just like, oh. Get taller. <laughs> <laughs> Which was funny because two of you are just as tall or if not shorter than him. I'm probably taller than Kyler Murray. Like, probably. How tall are you? Like, I don't know. I don't want to answer that. <laughs> How tall is he? And then I'll answer mine after. He's 5'10". So there's no oh, way no, that I'm you're not. taller than him. He's, He's not 5'10". Now. That's bullshit. He's <laughs> definitely not 5'10". He's like 5'6". <laughs> I I I find it hard to believe that Kyler Murray is five foot ten. I mean, I do too, to be honest. There's no way he's tiny. I need to see a picture of him next to somebody. Kyler Murray, DeAndre Hopkins. Can you find out how tall DeAndre Hopkins is for me? Yep. DeAndre Hopkins is allegedly six foot one, but keep in mind that he's got the weird shit going on in his head sometimes. So, 
I know what you mean by that. Um, in like the promotional photos that the Cardinals use, they make Kyler Murray taller than DeAndre Hopkins. Do they actually? Yeah. Okay, here's a photo of them standing next to each other. Yeah, he's not 5'10". He's up to like his nose. So how tall is... Number 15 on the Ravens, do we know? I'd, I'd give Kyler Murray like 5'8 and a half, 5'9. Not 5'10. There's a big difference between 5'9 and 5'10. I'm trying to see if there's like a good photo that I can find of him. Oh, here we go. How tall is Tua? Probably six feet. Six one. Is six foot one? Nah. He, yeah, no, I can, I can, I can buy that. Kyler is. I don't think he's five ten. I, I could buy. It. I'm seeing a photo of him at the Heisman thing with him to a next to him, and then. Um, what's his face? Um, the guy from Ohio State that um, flamed out. Oh, um, Haskins. Yeah. Um, but it also like depends on the angle. Like this angle makes it look like his he could be three inches smaller, but like he might the wear top lift. of his head. The, the top of his head kind of comes up to Tua's, like, nose and eye level. So, it's, like, it's tough. He might be 5'10". I'd, I'd be – I'd think it's closer to 5'9". But either way, still kind of short. Um, Very. Next game, Panthers at Bills. Bills are minus 630. Uh, this game is disgusting. Panthers plus 450. Spread is 12 over under 44.5. Taking Bills. Um, and I'll take Stefan Diggs anytime score plus one ten. Who is starting for the Panthers? Um, according to the book, nobody. <laughs> nobody. Um, okay, I'm going to take the Bills to win the game, and I will take Cam Newton over interceptions. Whatever it ends up being. Whatever it ends up being, if he's playing. <laughs> What is it on your book? Does it, do they not even have it? They don't even have it. Though, funnily enough, there's a glitch in here. And under Bill's first touchdown scorer, it has Cam Newton plus 310. Huh. Oh, it wait. It also has, like, the oh, wait, yeah, Panthers' no. defense. Basically, what happened was they never split it. So it's just all the same? Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah, uh, if his interceptions is like 0.5, then I would take the over on that. I don't trust this spread. That's a lot of points. The Bills will probably end up covering, but that's a lot of points. So I'll take yeah. him, I'll take Bills to win the game, but uh, Cam Newton over interceptions. All right, next game, Jets at Dolphins. Dolphins are minus 435. Jets are plus 330. Spreads 9.5 over under 41. I'm taking Dolphins to win and cover. Hmm, this game sucks too. Jesus, yes. the NFL bad week. Okay, uh, Jets to win. Uh, Jesus, Dolphins to win. Hmm. I'm gonna take Zach Wilson over one and a half interceptions at plus one fifty five. 
kind of like the under here. I mean, it's probably going to be a low-scoring game. I'll take the... Hmm. Yeah, I think it's going to be low-scoring, but then... But then if it's low scoring, I don't see the Dolphins covering. Hold on. Let me look up NFL. I kind of want to take the first half under. 21. I don't think those teams combined for 21 first half points. Yeah, I'll uh, I'll take the first half under. So, first half under 21, Jets Dolphins. Fair enough. All right. Uh, Next game is Titans at Steelers. Um, Sorry, I thought I just had a stroke. Titans at Steelers. Steelers are minus one. Steelers are favored for some reason in this game. Uh. Titans are plus 110. Uh, spread is one and a half. Over under 42 and a half. I am taking Titans. Yep. Um, um, <laughs> I'm just a little um, confused, I guess. Likewise. Um, let's see. I'm going to take Ben Roethlisberger under 261 and a half passing yards. Okay, I'm going to take the Titans to win the game, and I'm going to take Deontay Foreman anytime touchdown score. He's the second coming of Derrick Henry. Deontay Foreman is plus 150 anytime touchdown. Oh, I fucking like that. Give me that. Hammer that. Deontay Foreman, he's literally Derrick Henry, but not as good. But he, like, is (laughs) Derrick Henry. He is the – he is to Derrick Henry as – Alexander Madison is to Dalvin Cook. They look exactly the same. They play exactly the same. One's just a little bit better. Okay. That analogy should make perfect sense. Sure. Um, <laughs> Do you know who Alexander Madison is? No, I don't pay attention to the Vikings. I'm sorry. He's the Vikings backup running back who comes in when Dalvin Cook is hurt, and he looks exactly like Dalvin Cook and plays exactly like him. He's just not as good. That's funny, though. So. Look like here. I'll show you a picture of Alexander Madison or Dalvin Cook, and you tell me which one it is. Or I'll show a picture of both of them standing next well, to each other. I, I'll be able to figure it out by looking at their faces. I would think. I would. I would imagine that when they're in pads. I don't know about that. <laughs> like these guys look like brothers. Okay. Here's a picture. I mean, you know Dalvin Cook's number. Here's a picture of the two of them at practice. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I, mean, I, can, I can see that. And that's the two of them sitting next to each other on the bench. <laughs> that's actually They're exactly the same. <laughs> that's so funny. Oh, my That's God. what I see Deontay Foreman as. They're playing against the Steelers, who have a very soft run defense. I can see him punching the ball in pretty easily because the, the Titans love to give the ball to their running backs in the red zone, in the red area. So yeah. I got Deontay Foreman getting, getting a tutty against the Steelers, and the Titans win outright. All right, next game, 
Texans at Jaguars. Texans are plus 185. Jaguars are minus 225. Spread is five and a half. Over under 39 and a half. This is the Jaguars' first game without Urban Meyer. I am going to take Trevor Lawrence over one and a half passing touchdowns at plus 155. I think he goes off. Finally out from under the coach that he cannot stand. Yeah, I like uh, I like Jaguars win this game. This is the quintessential team playing without their coach for the first time after a firing. And they're really motivated and they want to win. I got Jaguars to win and I'm going to take Jaguars minus five as well. I think they're going to roll the Texans. Um, it's a it's it's a perfect spot for them to finally have a good game. So I'll take Jags minus five. All right, on to the afternoon games of the Sunday slate. We have Falcons at 49ers. 49ers are minus 410. Falcons are plus 310. Uh, over under is 46 and a half. Spread is eight and a half. I'm taking Niners to win this game. And I'm going to take Debo anytime TD at plus 105. Um, okay. Uh, I'm taking the Niners as well. I'm big on the Niners this year. Uh, they looked really good against the Bengals, the big overtime win. Um, so I'm going to take the Niners to win the game and I'm going to take Brandon. Ayuk anytime touchdown score. Mm-hmm. He scored the overtime winner against the Bengals. And that was a, a amazing touchdown. I really like the role that Brandon. Ayuk has kind of taken on this season, uh, in San Francisco. So I like him to score a touchdown. Brandon Ayuk, anytime touchdown score against the Atlanta Falcons tomorrow. All right. Also at 405 is the <coughs> Bengals at the Broncos. The Bengals are plus 140. Broncos are minus 160. Over-under is 44 and a half. Spread is three. I am taking the Bengals to win this game. I think that there was no reason that they should have lost last week. In fact, they're the only pick that I got wrong in the pick last week. Still not over that. Oh, wait, what the fuck am I talking about? No, sorry. I'm taking the Broncos. Sorry. I made a promise that Are I'm going to take the Bengals. I'm taking the Broncos. <laughs> I'm fading. I'm taking the Bengals. I'm taking the Bengals everything here. I think there's a bounce back spot for them after a game they should have won. Uh, Bengals plus three. I think that's a lock, and I think they're going to win this game outright as well. The Broncos are um, – <clears throat> they won last week, correct? I think so. I don't actually remember. I forget who they played, but <clears> – <throat> It was someone good, right? <laughs> Chargers? Who did, they, who did they play last week? They the won. The Lions. The Lions. Okay. They won. Uh, I think this is a big... That's right, because I bet on the Lions to cover the spread. That's right. Um, I'm going to take the Bengals because I think there's a letdown spot for the Broncos and a bounce-back spot for the Bengals. Um, I'm, my absolute lock is Bengals plus three. But Melvin Gordon has reestablished himself in Denver as a pretty solid running back. And he's found his way into the end zone multiple times uh, in some pretty big spots. I like him to score a touchdown as well. So sprinkle some money on Melvin Gordon to score a touchdown. But my absolute lock is Bengals plus three. They did beat the Chargers, but that was uh, back three weeks ago. Right, 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 right. Um, my lock for this game is going to be Jamar Chase anytime TD plus 115. Nice. Um, all right. Next game. 425. Packers at the Ravens. Packers are minus 280. Ravens are plus 225 over under 43 and a half. Spread is seven. I'm taking the Packers here and I'll take them against the spread as well. 
Likewise. Um, I love the Packers. I love what they're doing. Um, they look really good. So, and the Packers won me some money on Sunday Night Football too. I like the Packers to win this game. I like the Packers to cover the spread. I like Aaron Jones to score a touchdown. I like Devontae Adams to score a touchdown. Huh. It's hard to choose what my absolute lock is going to be, but I will take Devontae Adams over receiving yards for this game. Um, so his over on the receiving yards is 89 and a half at minus 115. Yeah, I'll take over. I think he goes over 100 yards in this game. Probably gets in the end zone as well. Um, but Packers minus six and a half seems like free money too. I think they win this yeah. game, especially with Lamar probably not playing in this game. Um, I love the Packers to win this game by like 10, maybe even more than that. So, um, yeah. I'm going to take Mark Andrews anytime TD plus 180. Mark Andrews alongside Aaron Rodgers and Van Jefferson helped win me my fantasy matchup last week. I was down 60 heading into the Packers game and <laughs> ended up winning. So, thank shout out to, to those guys. Our fantasy league is getting dramatic towards the end because we've got a lot of teams vying for spots. This is true. I'm pretty sure that I'm locked into the playoffs. I'm not 100% on that, but I'm pretty sure I am. I got to check because I'm playing you this week. If I win, I don't know what the scenario for the tiebreak is because I feel like I should be fourth, but I'm fifth. Um, one second. I'm going to look think, in league settings. Give me a second. Okay, so, so it looks like setting. the fourth place team is going to win. So if I beat you, then there will be a three-way tie at eight and seven. Playoff tiebreaker higher. Oh, we know it's in the playoff. It's interesting to me. So, my cousin Christian is in first at 10 and four. He's locked that up. Jackson's in second at nine and five. He's locked that up. You are in third at eight and six. Well, he hasn't locked up uh, second place because if I win and he loses. Right, but he's locked up a playoff spot. Right, right, right. You are eight and six in third. Colin is seven and seven in fourth. I'm seven and seven in fifth. So, um,. It doesn't say anything about tiebreakers in the league settings. Um, it just says in the thing. So I'm going to take a wild guess and say that the tiebreaker is points four, just given the fact that when you look at the standings, like without going into the view details part of the standings, just the normal part of the standings. It's points anyone four. who's tied, I mean, there's only one tie in the standings. It you know, it just has the points four next to it, right? So, but the the tie, the guy that is in fourth has more points than you, right? My so hope is that I it's head to head. Scored by eighty this week, I could lose. Who is Alvin in the Chipmunks? Colin. Alvin, who the fuck is Colin? He was in the draft. <laughs> Too long ago for me to remember. It was a long time ago. It was August. But anyway, yeah, our fantasy, our fantasy league is getting down to the wire. And I it like is, it. We, it got really a little, we got a little last-minute drama. 
But um, but yeah, Packers is my pick. Yep. Awesome. All right. Next game, Sunday night, 8-20, Saints at Buccaneers. Coming into the year, we thought this was going to be a good game, but no longer. Buccaneers are minus 590. Saints are plus 425, like we said before. Buccaneers undefeated at home. I think that streak continues, so I'm going to take them. I don't know that I would take them against the spread, but I'm definitely taking the money line. Yeah, I'm going to take Bucks to win the game, and I got Leonard Fournette any, anytime touchdown score. He's been red hot Ooh. lately, red hot. Uh, he's come. He's dealing with an injury, but they said yesterday he's good to go for uh, for tomorrow. Uh, Primetime game on a Sunday night. I see him getting in the end zone at least once. So I got Fournette anytime touchdown score. Bucks to win the game. I'm going to take Taysom Hill under two thirteen and a half passing yards, minus one fifteen. Um, all right. The first of the two Monday games. So how do you want to do this? Do we want to pick all of the games that are coming or do we want to skip the game that was originally supposed to be on Monday? Let's just do all of them. Do all of them? Okay. (laughs) Yeah. Fuck it. So the first Monday game is 5 PM Raiders at Browns. Browns are minus 145. Keep in mind that as of right now, um, their head coach is not going to be there and Baker Mayfield might not be able to be there because they're both in the, uh, COVID protocol. Um, so that's why that line is so tight right now. The spread is two and a half over under 41. I'm going to take the Browns. I have no idea who their backup QB is, but I feel like their defense is good enough to beat the Raiders. I'm taking the Raiders. Um, Browns backup quarterback is Case Keenum, who is also out with COVID. So Nick Mullins is going to start for the Browns as of right now. Barring even more confidence in their ability to win the game. It, It shouldn't. Uh, I, the Browns are <laughs> depleted this week. The Raiders haven't won a game in a while. I like the Raiders to, uh, to, to win this game. My bet under <laughs> what's the, what's the line? My book doesn't even have this. So I, have, I have 41 over under. Yeah. There under. aren't any, um, the only, that I see up, which I'm actually going to take, is uh, Josh Jacobs and Nick Chubb over 149 and a half combined rushing yards, plus 110. That's my pick. Yeah, I kind of like that. Um, I, I'm actually once I get home, I'm betting that. Yeah, because it's going to be a run-heavy game. I like under 41. I, I see like 17-10. Honestly, it's going to be an ugly football game. I think. Um, so I'll take the Raiders to win, but I'll go with uh, I'll go with um, the under. Wonderful. All right. Next game is the originally scheduled Monday Night Football game. Uh, so we're going to get two really shitty Monday Night Football games this week. Uh, Minnesota Vikings at the Chicago Bears. Vikings are minus two sixty five. Bears are plus two fifteen. Spread is six over under forty four and a half. I am taking the Vikings. Um, and I'm going to take, I don't know, because there's not a lot up right now. Because, like, they don't have the player props up. Right. I'll take, this is interesting. I'm going to take. Uh, 
I'm not super confident in this, but first drive field goal made, yes, at plus 400. Ooh. All right. Just kind of a random one. Like, there's nothing good to take there. I'm going to take the Vikings to win the game. They looked really good in the first half against the Steelers. That offense was buzzing. Um, and I'll take Dalvin Cook anytime touchdown score. Carp and I, we were watching that game together, and we were talking about the fact that Dalvin Cook, I never really noticed this about Dalvin Cook. He's a very explosive runner. Like, as soon as he gets the ball, he's just got this, like, acceleration that I really never noticed in his game. And I know that it's not, like, a new thing, but um, I just never really picked up on it. It was really fun watching him against the Steelers. So I'm going to take him anytime touchdown score. He's, he's projected in, like, his fearless forecast on Yahoo to get in the end zone a couple times and to go over 100 yards. So I think he'll have another big game, uh, but at least one touchdown. I'll say anytime touchdown score, Dalvin Cook. Gotcha. Um, next game is Tuesday. There's no time. Oh, sorry. No. Tuesday, 7 p.m. Uh, Seahawks at the Rams. The Rams are favored, minus 275. Uh, Seahawks are plus 220 over under is 44 and a half or sorry 45 and a half spread is six and a half I'm going to take the Rams and I'm going to take Russell Wilson and Matt Stafford to each have over one and a half passing yards at plus 170 sorry passing touchdowns nice. not, not one <laughs> passing yards <laughs> um okay I am going to take the Rams to win this game and I'm going to take Cooper Cup over for receptions. Uh, they feed mm. him the ball like there's no tomorrow. I've, I've hammered that bet before, and it's won me some money. Uh, so I like it again in this spot. He had like fucking, what, 13-something receptions against the Cardinals on Monday Night Football? Something crazy like that. Let me look yeah, it up. it was ridiculous. 13 receptions, 15 targets. So um, I see no reason why they won't go back to him in a, in a divisional game that means a lot for – um, their hopes to win the division or get you know higher playoff seating. So I'll go Cooper Cup over receptions. All right, last game of the schedule, also at Tuesday at 7 p.m., is the Washington football team at the Eagles. Uh, Eagles are minus 250, and the football team is plus 200, over under 42.5, spread is six. I'm taking the Eagles, and my pick is Eagles' longest field goal made, plus 105. Who is home? Eagles. Hmm. Okay, I'm going to say, can you tell me what Jalen Hurts' touchdown passes? Is it one and a half, his over-under? Uh, I don't have anything listed yet. Okay, so I'm going to take the Eagles to win the game as well. Uh, and I'm going to take the Jalen Hurts over-passing touchdowns because the Eagles have the worst ranked pass defense against quarterbacks in the league. Big spot for Jalen Hurts. Um, he was questionable, but he practiced in full yesterday, which means he should be good to go. So I'm going to say that he throws at least two passing touchdowns, if not three, against the Washington football team. The Eagles get a win. Big one, too, in the NFC East. All right. Anything else that we need to cover? I don't think so. I, in the next, so the next episode is going to be the 100th episode. Yes, this is true. So big 100th episode special. I don't know who's going to be here and who's not going to be here for it. I will be here. Carp will be here. And Seth will be here. And that doesn't need any more explaining. 
Uh, I don't fucking know where Michael Lynch is. I don't. I don't. I, I just don't know. Uh, he has produced more content on TikTok this year than he has for TBR Sports. So, I don't know. Is he showing up? I have no idea. We'll see. I I couldn't tell you if the guy's going to show up for the 100th episode special or not. We're doing it no matter what. Like, yeah. like I'm not waiting on anybody. Um, so, I don't know. Let's, let's hope he's here. But it's going to be exciting. We're going to have cake. We're going to have balloons. Uh, and we're just going to be sitting, chatting about the first 100, first 99 episodes. Uh, and just having a good time. Some special guests, some, some, a trip down memory lane, as Carp likes to put it. So stay tuned for that. But since Carp is in Florida for the next couple days, and we're on episode 99, we can't record another episode before 100. And it just so happens that there's a lot of shit going on in the sports world. So pay extra attention to the Instagram and TikTok and all of our social medias this week, because in lieu of recording podcasts, we most likely will be putting out a lot of content on there so that we can reciprocate for not recording podcasts for the next few days. So that's all I have to say about it. But yeah. Awesome. All right, fellas. Thanks so much for listening to episode 99. Uh, We'll see you on Thursday or Friday for episode 100. We made it. So big excitement. Um, And yeah, that's all I've got. Anything else from you? No, I got nothing. Sweet. All right, people. Thanks for listening. And we'll see you on the Fahalipity Fahalip side. Your friend.